Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro, where we have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I have an amazing guest for you guys to listen to, Tellers Pollard. He's a friend, uh, amazing father, uh, mentor, whatever you want to call him, this man does it, all right? Uh, he's well-known around here for his sage-like wisdom, and I'm excited for him to be able to impart some of that on all of us today. So before we get too far into it, Tellers, can you please introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on? First off, before we get started, I just want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to come on here. Uh, I think conversations like this are extremely important. Um, it helps, you know, set the tone as we progress and try to elevate ourselves mentally and physically and, and just having deep conversations on real things, real topics about money, life, you know, that, that's always a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I applaud you for even taking the, the leap of faith and actually putting this together and bringing on some outstanding guests that's really going to help your listeners um, I think grow tremendously. Thank you. Um, so just, just, just a little bit about myself. So like you said, my name is Tellers Pollard. Uh, been in the Marine Corps, or I was in the Marine Corps for 13 years. Uh, started off as a private, worked my way up, clawed through the trenches, got to the rank of chief one officer. Um, did about, like I said, 13. Um, while I was in, um, had a little bug for real estate investing. And I ended up meeting um, my business partner in the Marine Corps, um, and we were like on the same path in terms of like how we thought about money, how we thought about future aspirations. Um, so we started doing real estate investing while we were in. Um, that kind of turned into opening up a full service brokerage. Initially, we got our license because we wanted to kind of save money uh, when we actually do flips and renovations because we don't have to pay that realtor cost. We ended up getting our licenses. Then we started helping our friends. Um, then that kind of turned into a full service brokerage. Uh, then I transitioned out of the Marine Corps because I had to really weigh the options. Um, should I stay in um, at the pinnacle of my career because I had just made it to the rank of chief one officer? Or should I go and, and be diligent and intentional on pursuing my purpose and passion, which is being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. being being a business owner and, and things like that. So, so you know, obviously made the decision to kind of exit, do my depart. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started, we, we, had, like, we ran a successful brokerage, which we still currently run right now. Um, from there, uh, we want to do some horizontal growth. So we end up getting into mortgages as well, because we wanted to basically control more of the client experience. Uh, we were realizing like, you know, we can do the best we can on a real estate transaction. Uh, but if somebody drops the ball or fumbles on the mortgage side, now we're now we're taking the full brunt of it. So we said, well, let's take over that process as well with some horizontal growth. Um, so we started a mortgage company that went successful, um, had a full, and we still currently operate that as well. Um, and then ultimately, um, when you're doing a service-based business or a business based on likeness, uh, burnout does occur. So we were trying to find something that we can do to generate more passivity um, and more predictable income. Passivity. That wasn't, but that that's not tied to you know our likeness or service base. So we end up starting a restaurant um, from scratch. Uh, it's called Flavor Hills, and and that's at, currently operating and running at a high level right now. Um, and on any given day. Uh, I probably I'll say about 45 to 50 employees that we manage on a daily basis, um, motivate, mentor, and, and, and lead. So um, the journey has been great. Uh, and, I, and I'm super excited to kind of, um, you know, talk about some of my mindset and how I, we were able to think large and grow and scale in such a, in such a fast time. Mm. All right. So as you guys can hear, this resume is, is phenomenal. So for you guys listening, this would definitely be someone that you might want to get in touch with if you're interested in anything within these fields. But <clears throat> to get the conversation going, my first question to you, Tells, is 
or I guess statement would be, you know, most people think that successful people are tied to the amount of money they make. And if they make more money, it's going to allow them to be happier, more successful, and they'd be able to do more things that they want. How do you feel about that belief? Um, that's a very good question, you know, because it's very easy to, to tie happiness to dollars and cents. Everybody wants to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars. Um, but what I've seen is the more money you make doesn't necessarily equal the happiness that you think of when you're trying to obtain or aspire to get there. Um, so what I like to, to tell people and really have people focus on is be diligent in your pursuit of your passion and your purpose. Mm. And when you're diligent in your pursuit of your passion and purpose, money just appears. Mm. And so, and so what I like to do on my life, I like to put my like stock on like, how valuable am I, am I right now? Or how much currency do I have? And I don't tie it to the monetary system of dollars and cents. I tie it to how much time do I own? And I view currency as a time because that's the only real thing that's, that's finite. Like every single day we're moving towards expiration. So mm -hmm. we have to be diligent and intentional on how we spend our time, what we use our time for, and, and make sure we have as much control of it as we possibly can. And so um, I, I feel like if you're rich in time, even if you don't have a million dollars, or even if somebody has 2 million, 3 million, and you only have 500,000, if you can control your time, you're extremely rich in my eyes, because you can, you can then be diligent and intentional in your passion and purpose. But like I was saying, if you're focused on your passion and purpose, then money would disappear. Mm, so for someone, how did you find out what your passion and purpose was? Like, how did you get to that point that you knew, hey, this is something that I need to pursue and I'm comfortable enough to know that I'm going to leave what I've been doing for the last 13 years behind to pursue it. Right. Imagine that. That's the, and, and put that in perspective. That's really the pinnacle of your career. When you transition to a chief one officer, mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like hitting the peak. So I had to do an about face and really mentally, you know, you know, I, like prepare my mind for that transition. Um, but the, 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 to go back to your original question, um, how do you know if you're in your passion and purpose is when the work doesn't feel like work, mm. right? You, you, get, you get to the office and you're excited to be there um, and, and it just doesn't feel like work. Four or five, six hours can go by and you, know, you look up and it's like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> I didn't realize that much time went by. Um, that's when you know you're doing something in your, in your passion and purpose. Now, now once you um, isolate or identify what your passion and purpose is, from there, um, I, I, I'm a realist. I understand that, you know, you still have to make money. People still mm -hmm. have responsibilities. People still have bills they got to pay. Um, but however, you, you should be intentional about getting yourself to a position where you can kind of control your time and dictate your day. Um, and, and a lot of times people don't realize they, they can actually take incremental steps to get there. Mm. So if you have a nine to five, that's okay. And you hear a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, a nine to five entrepreneur, entrepreneur, business owner. Uh, if you have a nine to five, that's okay. But what you should do with that nine to five, and this is key, is treat that nine to five employer as if they're your first investor. Mm, that's deep. That's huge. That's, that's your like first. That. That's your first investor. They are believing in you and paying you X amount of salary in exchange for time. Now, the only way to 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 grow to a large scale, you can't continuously just exchange time for money. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you exchange time for money, you're capped at the amount of money you can earn, whether it be a salary, whether it be hourly, you're just com completely capped. But if you treat your your employer as your first investor, you do have 24 hours in the day. 
Mm. So you can start incrementally preparing yourself to diligently execute your passion intentionally. And you got to be intentional about it. Um, so, you know, that could be anything. You could own in the business. Um, if you, if you like, you know, you know, to write books, uh, to create, you know, art, photography, whatever it is. And even if it's, um, even if you add nine to five and you love it, that's okay as well, mm-hmm. but you just gotta be diligent about your purpose and passion. Um, and then take the necessary steps to, to start to move your life towards that. You know, <clears throat> so you hit on a, a couple good points that I want to highlight real quick. Cause I don't know if everybody caught it. So one of the things was that you started building your real estate company while you still had your normal career. And I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is they stop whatever is their revenue, their income source and try mm-hmm. to start another thing, which puts them in a bad situation. So I think right. that's something important that you hit on right there is you don't have to stop your day job to start working towards your passion. Right. Absolutely. And, and the thing about it is, is if you have the mindset of, Hey, this business is my, my first investor, um, then it'll make it a lot easier to conceptually, okay, that's my first investor. Let me start building my passion while I'm still getting invested in from a company that believes in, in me uh, enough to, to allow me to kind of uh, work and exchange that time for money. Uh, but, but also one, one key thing to realize too is as you start to, to scheme and maneuver and you got your main nine to five and you're you know, incrementally building your business on the side, um, understand that there's a hierarchy to business. Mm. All right. There is a hierarchy to business and you got to know where you fit in the mold. So you don't get confused about what's taking place. Mm. All right. So a lot of times, you know, people get self-employed and they say, okay, I, I own my business. I'm self-employed. I'm, I'm rocking. Um, but uh, they don't understand that you just own your job and you're still exchanging time for money. Mm-hmm. And you don't truly have a business until you can sleep in and money still being made. Mm-hmm. But if you physically have to go to sleep and no money is earned, it's not a business yet. You're just self-employed and you own your job. That's key. And that doesn't mean that you can just skip steps because, you know, you, you got to incrementally get there and grow, but you got to understand that, okay, I want to get to a point where I have a true business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you have a true business, that means that, you know, you know, it's, it's funny because we, <laughs> we always say you only got 24 hours in a day. It's like, no, you don't have 24 hours in a day. Yeah, um, you have as many hours as you can purchase mm-hmm. and you can purchase mm-hmm. hours by hiring staff, putting people on salary, paying employees. So your 24 hour days, just if you got five employees, I just turned into 24 times five. Mm. And now what can you do? Because everybody should be operating on your intent and moving at the beat of your drum. Um, so you just significantly increase the amount of time you have in a day. Uh, but you got to understand it's a hierarchy. You know, you got your nine to five. Then you got your self-employed individuals who ex- still exchange time for money. And, and in many cases, it's easier just to have a regular job than to be self-employed because you got to be the jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. You got to do everything. Um, and, and, and so people don't, you know, who want to aspire to be self-employed, that's something they don't tell you. It's like, you know, when you get off at five, there is no getting off. Yeah. <laughs> you got you, you to keep thinking about that all night. When nine to five, you can just turn it off and go back in the next day. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but everybody should be aspiring and growing to getting to the, to the standpoint of, Hey, I am a business owner. I no longer exchange time for money. I am, you know, operating in a state of passivity and I just lead at a high level. Um, should be the, should be the, the end state and the end goal as you kind of go up that hierarchy of business. Mm. So when it comes to 
let's say starting a business, right? So you have the nine to five. And I like, I really like the thing you said about, you know, treat your employer as your first investor, right? right. And so, because a lot of people who do want to, let's say, get into business or they, even if they just have a normal nine to five and have no, no desire to start their own business at all. I think even still thinking of their employer is their first investor, right? Because you don't have to start a business to invest that money that you're making, right? You can still put it, you can learn how to invest. You can learn how to do other things to build wealth for you and yours, right? So with that being said, I think that um, a lot of people with that mindset will be be more, I guess, how can I say it? They'll be um, more receptive to managing their money properly, right? Because right. another thing that turns into an issue for a lot of people is they, they're not managing their money properly when they're making it, which a lot puts them in a, in a stressful situation and they're not able to do things that they want to do, be it start a business or, you know, um, pay down debts, you know, start investing, buy their own home, buy a car, because they see the money is, hey, I traded my time for this, so I'm going to spend it how I want to spend it. And they're not really thinking about the long plays, thinking about the future. What are the things that I need to be able to do with this money in five years, 10 years, 15 years? They're thinking about the now. And I think, um, I know I've seen that. And I like to see like, kind of what is your perception on people and being in the now when it comes to managing their money? Because I see that it puts people, it sets them back a lot. And, you know, next thing you know, they're 35, 40, 45 years old, and they're trying to play catch up for things that they should have been taking care of, you know, 20 years ago. No, that, that, that's a good point. You know, everybody thinks that everybody, everybody thinks as a consumer. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they look at money as what can I spend it on? Mm-hmm. So everybody's planning to spend money. I'm planning my next vacation. I'm planning to put a pool in the background, backyard. I'm planning to buy these shoes. I'm planning to buy this outfit. And so they have what I like to call like a consumerism mentality where mm-hmm. all they're doing is thinking about ways to spend their money at all times. What am I going to buy next? And so if it's outside of like a basic necessity, um, you, it really just not kind of just turns into wants. Uh, but I think it, I think a lot of that ties into like the attack over the dominion of the mind. Every day we're bombarded with like some type of ad or we feel like we feel less than if we don't have something or if somebody has something that we don't have and it's like, oh, now I got to try to keep up and all this extra stuff. But that's a psychological attack in a, in a capitalistic country that we live in because um, everything is for profit, which, which we understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I think if, if people are intentional and understand that one, we, we have to operate in our purpose and passion. If we don't operate in our purpose and passion, then we will be miserable because mm-hmm. that is what we're here for. And that's what the life is about is, you know, we all get gifts, right? We all get gifts um, and, and we have to be diligent on executing those gifts because that's our obligation to the world. Um, and, and so, so like I was saying, you, you gotta be diligent on your purpose and passion. Um, but I think if, I think if everyone, you know, kind of ties their menta- mentality to, Hey, I want to control my time and time is the most important thing. Then you will be a little bit more cognizant on what you spend your money on. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, I, I'm taken away from my ability to have true freedom mm. and, and, and freedom is everything. So, you know, as I look at the landscape, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I, I want to get to a million dollars, but it's like, what are you going to do when you get a million dollars? Cause really I, I know some millionaires and they're unhappy. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of like when you get that shiny, that, that you buy that luxury car, it's good for the first couple of weeks. Yep. And then a, a, after a couple of months, 
What's in the back? Clothes, shoes, water bottles, <laughs> trash. Don't you? It's not. It's not funny anymore. Sand from the beach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like you know, you really got to just stay diligent. I think in your purpose and passion, um, and then you'll start to see things start to to transition and 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 manifest differently in your life. So, <clears throat> for me, listening to this, I feel like one of the most important pieces of it would be first to set goals for yourself and know what your goals are, mm-hmm. um, because without setting those goals for yourself, you now have no indication or guidelines for how you, how, how you, where you want to get and how you want to get there. Okay, and I okay. think that it's, it's probably pretty difficult. Um, even from my own experience, if you don't have, you know, a map telling you where you need to go and the action points that need to happen and you have, you know, the main goal, and then, you know, the many goals that you're going to knock out along the way to reach that main goal, you know, I think a lot of people can find themselves spinning in circles or running in the rat wheel, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to try to get where they need to be and realize that they're not making any progress. But that's because they haven't given themselves any guidelines to track their progress accurately and give themselves targets that they can see, you know, line their scope up on and, and fire and hit it to make sure that they're moving towards the right direction. Um, right. So now <clears throat> in that regard, how, how, how do you go about setting goals for yourself when it comes to, you know, whether it's managing money, doing something with the business, doing something with the family, how important is goal setting to you? And do you have any, any goal setting kind of practices that you use that you found to be pretty unique and, uh, or not even unique, but just pretty useful in general? Um, no, that's a good question. So, so really what it boils down to is you, you got to understand your number. You know, what, what is the number that I want to aspire to that's going to allow me to be as free as possible? So your, so your goals, you know, I like to call it backwards planning. You want to think about where you want to be at a certain point in time, whether it be five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, start there and then begin to backwards plan all the steps necessary it's going to take to get there. Mm. So, so that's step one. You got to understand what you're doing. You can't just say, hey, I just want a million dollars. Or, hey, I just want to be financially free. Or, hey, I just, you know, want to do X because you can be financially free making 200000 a year. You could be financially free making 75000 a year. It really depends on your lifestyle. Um, and as long as you are intentional about saving more than, you know, or um, saving more income than you spend, then, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. But in terms of like setting goals, first, you, like it's very important that you just understand your number and what freedom looks like to you and then begin to plan from there. Um, and, and there's like four quadrants, what I like to, to you know, if I'm going to do any type of uh, goal setting, I, it's going to be in these four categories. Uh, it's going to be either in real estate, I'm going to purchase assets. Um, I'm going to invest in the stock market. I'm going to invest in crypto or I'm going to mm. open up a business. Those, those kind of are the four categories. So if, because I always look at um, goals is like, how can I do or how can I make more by doing less? Mm. If, that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense. How can I make more by doing less? And by making more by doing less, the only answer is passive income. Mm-hmm. Making, you know, making your dollar turn to two, making your two dollars turn to four, making your five dollars turn to 10. Right. So when you're setting goals, that has to, that has to be the plan. Because like I said earlier, you, you can't just exchange time for money and think things are going to change for you. Um, so the four quadrants everyone should be looking in is what asset can I purchase in real estate? Can I own my house? All right. Can I invest in, you know, a, a fix and flip or do a renovation? Um, and a lot of times people don't realize that you can, you can crowdfund a project. Mm. 
in, in your families right now, how many people have, are paying rent? Five or six, seven, eight people. Your parents have rent uh, or a mortgage. You have a mortgage. You know, your cousin has a mortgage. What if y'all combine, right? And, and, and try to crowdfund and use some group economics to really change your family. It don't have to be, it don't have to necessarily be family. It can also be friends. You know, your, all your friends got different mortgages and different rents. You, you multiply that up. Now your spending power is like 2 million, 3 million. If you are intentional about, you know, your purpose and passion and, and, and aligning yourself with like-minded people. Um, but that's kind of the quadrant one. Um, and then obviously you can invest in the stock market. Uh, you can purchase crypto or you can build a business. And those, those are the ways that you're going to be as passive as possible setting goals. Cause the end state should always be getting my time and being rich in time and that, and not be the focal point of my currency versus a dollar amount. Cause the dollar amount can just mean nothing because we already know that you can make you can be a millionaire, still have no time and be unhappy. And you can be, you know, make a hundred thousand a year and, and be perfectly fine and have all your time and, and can move freely and independently of uh, free of encumbrances. You know, that's, <clears throat> that's huge because especially with the financial freedom piece, right? So um, you're very aware you're around me a lot um, with my business right. stuff, but there people, I noticed there's a lot of people who don't understand why I push financial freedom so much, right? And one of the things you said, right, you can have a million dollars and be unhappy, but you could probably make 200,000 a year and be completely free. And, you know, I tell people with before anything, the first step is becoming financially free, because I think a lot of people have these inflated numbers, because they try to build, they see themselves in the future, with the same debts and same liabilities that they're going. So they're not planning for, hey, what do I, what do I need to live? a truly free and happy life they're planning for how can i have a life that i can do what i want to do but still maintain paying these debts and right. i think that makes things much more difficult to maneuver through as opposed to hey build a plan get rid of these debts now you don't own in anything now you can build a solidified plan based off of what you want and not off of anything else that's any outside entities needing money from you you don't have a car payment you're not paying back you know, loans, you're not paying off credit cards, all that stuff is taken care of. And also because you don't, you no longer, oh, you no longer owe these things. Now mm -hmm. your mind is freer and clearer to think about the future, right? There, you know, when people are dealing with all these debts and I see some crazy stuff, man, it's, it's sad. Like, you know, people with 15, 20 collections accounts, they have, you know, multiple cars maxed out. They have, you know, loans that they have 30, 60, 90 day payments, um, missed payments on there. And it's like, you have to take care of that before you can talk about moving forward to other things, because if you don't address that issue, you know, you can do things to basically put, uh, what's the stuff that, you know, the ladies put on their face, um, oh, foundation, no. like you can yeah. put it and cover it up and you can do some things to make it look pretty. Yeah. You can get your credit repaired and get your credit score where you need to be to get the home and all of these things. But if you don't address the foundation of the issue, which is your habits, who you're hanging around, um, the, you know, the people you spend time with, what you're filling your mind with, mm -hmm. all of those things are directly going to influence how good or how bad your financial situation is. So there's a lot of people, for instance, that come to me that want their credit repaired. But when I look mm -hmm. through it, I tell them, hey, I, I see your credit's messing, but this is a direct reflection of your personal finances. So right. we can fix your credit, but we really need to dive into what's causing you to have this financial picture that you have. And they typically, oh, no, I'm good with that. I just want the credit fixed. And it's like, all right, you're you're putting something, you know, nice over it to make it look nice, but you're not addressing the issue. And because you haven't addressed it, it may get tame now, but who's to say in a year, two years, five years, it didn't bubble back up again and you end back in the same point. 
And I right. think a lot of people don't understand that you want to take care and address those things now so that in the future, it isn't a problem. You don't have to worry about that bringing you back down to where you just came from. And because that's a lot of part of the rat race too, is people will, it'll be a cycle. They'll, they'll get to where they need to be. And then they'll go back to where they were and then they'll get where they need to be. And then they'll go back to they were, where, where they were. It's because they haven't addressed the original problem that caused it in the first place. How do you feel about that? Um, well, that, that's, you, you brought up a lot of good points. Um, but the key is like, you, you really do have to fix the habits that cause you to be in the position that you're in. Um, cause I, some people do a debt consolidation loan, clear up the credit and then run up the credit card again mm-hmm. because they didn't get to the root cause of like, no, you know, I spend unnecessarily on, on wants rather than needs. And I don't, I'm not intentional about my money. Um, so that was a good point. Like you, you really got to go back to the root cause and fix the, the habits that created the problem in the first place versus like, you know, let me just race, race to like a, a, a putting a bandaid on it or like you said, putting a foundation. Um, but, but I think a lot of that too, um, you know, who you spend your time with the most really is going to affect how you think as well. Mm. You know, that, that, this is where I was a, going next. You just, yeah, this, that, this, keep that's, going. That, that, that's a, that's a really, really good, uh, point you brought up, you know, Nipsey said it the best, Nipsey Hustle said it the best that quote, you know, if you can't look in your circle and get inspired, you don't have a circle, you got a cage. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, you know what I mean? That, that was, that was, some, that was a real statement. You know, and, and it caused me to look at my circle and make sure I was good. And, and I had no questions because my, my circle was tight. <laughs> you know, but a lot of people, a lot of people don't have that kind of support system. Um, and so they may look in their circle and feel like they, they locked in the cage. Um, so elevating your, elevating your circle and, and, and being like purposeful in who you spending your time with is, is something that you have to be really, really, really focused on um, because that can significantly alter the way you think. Um, and then, I want to also touch on, you mentioned um, the debt trap mm-hmm. because some of these people may, may listen to this podcast and they feel like, man, like it, it all sounds nice, but it's too late for me. Mm. You know, I, I, I got so much debt. Uh, I'm in this nine to five. How am I going to fix my situation um, without magic? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I, I, I would be a living testament to tell you um, that's, that's extremely incorrect. Um, so my, my business partner, young visionary, um, and we had one of the greatest conversations I think I ever had in my entire life. Uh, it was back in 2018 or 20, 2018, uh, right when we were getting into the midst of business and things like that. Um, and our original goal was to, you know, only way to, only way to kind of get going in business is you got to clear debt, right? So I didn't make some of the best financial decisions as a younger, a younger man. Um, so I had to climb myself out of debt. So our initial goal was just to make an extra 15,000. That was it. <laughs> hey, if we can make an extra 15,000, you know, you know, we'll be good. So we were, we, we were, we were about to, we made our plan. We were about to start embark on our journey. And he was like, Hey, we're going to start earning money. We're going to start rolling these real estate deals. We're going to start flipping, flipping houses. Let's not touch none of the money. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? Why would we touch the money? <laughs> like, how else are you going to get out of debt? Like, you got you to be able to touch the money. We got bills now. Trust me, bro. Let's not touch the money. Let's not touch the money. Now, Now, mind you, I have, I'm married. I got a family. I got kids. You know what I mean? So that, that debt monkey is real, mm-hmm. right? You, you know what I'm saying? So um, to have that type of conversation is like, yo, let's just not touch the money. 
And then me being the kind of person I'm in, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a man of my word. Let's, let's roll with it. So now, you know, we rolling in. Six, seven months go by, and, like, we killing it. We making some real money. Mm-hmm. We making some real, real money. And it's just sitting in the account, right? And I'm like, okay, I made this promise up front that, hey, I, that's the agreement I'm going to make, and we're going to do this. And, and once again, using the, I was still in the Marine Corps at the time, using the Marine Corps as my investor, I still was able to live off those expenses as those accounts piled up. Fast forward a year and a half later, it was time, you know, hey, we, we, we went through that process enough. Let's go ahead and, and, and wipe away everything so we can now move freely, unencumbered, truly, without any expenses, and, and let's knock out the debt. Um, and by going on that journey and actually, you know, enduring that, that, that was like the best feeling in the world because for a while, you know, I, you know, as you operate and you're making, you're making money, you kind of feel like, you know, you, you're, and it's kind of like imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Like here it is, personal finances, oh, they, they're doing okay. Business finances is doing great. Um, but having that conversation uh, allowed me to catapult um, my experience and my level of success because I was able to just wipe out everything at one time. And that, was, and that came directly from being diligent uh, and intentional on purpose and passion because that's what, that's what we were doing, you know, being, being out front, leading, growing a business, um, being responsible for our own decisions was my purpose and passion. And by focusing on my purpose and passion, I was able to accumulate income on the side, per se, uh, and wipe out my debt completely. Uh, so it can be done. Um, it can be done. I cleared about $75,000 worth of debt in a year and a half. This is clap it, for it, that real quick. It, it, it can be done. And, and, and I, I'm a firm believer in, 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 in mindset. Mindset is everything. If you can, if you can actually think it, it, it can, it can happen. Um, but you gotta, you gotta have the, the ability to think big. Mm-hmm. And, and once you think big, then you just go execute. Um, but mindset is everything because, you know, it, you know, to go from, Hey, our goal is to make $15,000 extra a year to, you know, making you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, open up multiple businesses, open up restaurants and things like that. That only starts with, a belief that you can achieve it and having a proper mindset to know you, if you put in the work, it will come true. Um, but that, that kind of stemmed from the conversation of like, Hey, let's just let the money sit, which was mm-hmm. a very difficult thing to say to somebody that, you know what I'm saying? is, is down in, in terms of like, you know, doing the right things, but from a debt standpoint, not where they wanted to be. Um, so you can't, so I, I say all that to say, you know, you can, you can change the circumstances, uh, and, and you can do a dramatic 180, but you got to first start with the mindset and align yourself with the right people that allow you to think as big as you can. Yeah, all of this stuff that you're talking about ties together so well, right? So the first thing you talk about the mindset, right? And it's very difficult to be able to be a visionary and think highly and think about, you know, grand ideas when the mm-hmm. people you're around don't um, help you build that skill and support it and dream big and are visionaries with you. Cause there's a lot of people that I know are out here right now, probably listen to the show that have had great ideas and probably still mm-hmm. do, but because of their network or, you know, direct circle of friends, they're scared to act on those dreams or visions because they make them feel like they're not possible or they, you know, their mindsets and mentalities and the way they speak, make them feel like it, it wouldn't be worth it or, or it's going to have too many issues or, you know, or the, one of my favorites is I tried that before and it didn't work. You know, mm. I wouldn't do that if I was you. Right. And it's like, yo, I'm not, I'm not you. 
at the right. end of the day, right? But I think that's why having the right group is there's it's a difference between you know if you go to your group and you tell them, hey, I have this vision and I have this plan, and they're like, cool, let's figure out how this can go. I think this is great, as opposed to, oh, why you want to do that? Right? That don't make no sense. You you got a job right now. You got this. Like, mm-hmm. who we who who you know that's done that? It's gonna be too hard. Like, put so in doubt as opposed to like saying, hey, bro, you can do it. What can we do to help? Right. And because that that's 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 a that's a that's a big big piece big piece that I, I think people miss out on and it's difficult right um I think because most people they're comfortable they're comfortable with who they hang out with they've already mm-hmm. built those relationships they they're they're just in this big ball of comfortability and because they're so comfortable they don't anything outside of it almost gives them like a panic attack like yo I you telling me I gotta rebuild all this over again after I put all this time into doing it and then it's like you, know, you gotta have the the wherewithal to be like, Hey, I understand that I built this, but right now this, this section of life that I'm in, isn't getting me to where I want to be. What, right. what do those changes look like? And actively seeking people who think like you, who are doing the things you want to do, who are on the same timing as you and building those relationships and fostering those relationships, because that's, what's going to help you start to see progress and help you start to move forward. Um, and I, you know, that's a, that's difficult for a lot of people. It's one of the things I speak about in my book is changing your, you know, your circle of friends, because, mm-hmm. Once you can really build that out and be around people who are, you know, positive and and they want to do better and they're thinking about more and they're growing their mentals and all of these things, it's going to be so much easier for you to do the things that you once thought you couldn't do and that the other groups of people were telling you that it was impossible. The, the impossible comes possible very quickly. Right. Yeah, that's, I like that. The, the possible become the impossible becomes possible very quickly. Um, that that that's a a, a great statement because it's it's so true. Um, and you know, I've seen a lot of people get held back from reaching their passion and purpose because they're just around and they're, and they're dealing with the wrong people. Mm. Um, they're dealing with the wrong people. So I, I, I like that. I think, I think if you're watching, um, uh, really, really take stock of, of your circle, um, look at what they're doing, uh, look at their behaviors. Um, uh, when you bring up new ideas, how do they respond to you? Um, are they excited for you? Are they clapping? Are they cheering you on? Are they negative? Um, and I would challenge you and implore you if you're in situations like that, uh, it's okay to make change because mm-hmm. the only way, the only way you're going to reach another level of success is to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You got to get extremely uncomfortable. Um, and then that's when you'll start to see things positively change and then go, once you get uncomfortable, then I go seek those individuals who align like you or, or, or think like you. Uh, and then you'll start to really see a transition and what I like to call some, some real growth. Um, and, and I'm a testament to that because I, I had to do that. I had to get real uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I, you know, like I said, that was a 13 year career that I had to do about face on, um, and, and really get diligent on passion and purpose. And it, it was the, the best thing I ever did life changing. Um, and, and so I had to get super uncomfortable to do that though. Yeah. Right. I had to get super uncomfortable to do that. Um, and I had to deal with a lot of naysayers, you know, what are you mm-hmm. thinking? Why, why would you do that? You know, it's been 13 years. You can get to retirement. I'm like, I'm not thinking about retirement. That $20,000 salary, I can make that in two months. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? So um, you got to get uncomfortable, change your mindset, and then, you know, sky's the limit. You know, so and, and another thing. So is, and so for those of you who don't know, I just want to lay this story out for you so it makes a little bit more sense. All right. So when Tells was talking about how he set back, and they didn't touch that money for that extended period of time when they were building their business. Not only was this out of the room, but he also 
took that guidance from someone that was younger than him, right? So one of the things that I speak about a lot is pride. And be if he was if he allowed his pride to be take the best of him, he'd be like, "Yo, you don't know better than me. I'm not listening to that. Yo, I need to take the money." Right. And even on the personal finance side, we talk about people trying to get out of debt. Pride is one of the ultimate killers of progress when it comes to that. Yo, like for you, there could have been someone in the same situation right. where they may not be able to make their bills or pay these things off as fast as they want to. But it's, oh, well, you know, I'm a XX or I have this position. I'm not driving DoorDash. I'm not delivering <laughs> this. I'm not doing that. And it's like, yo, who cares, right? Like, what right. is the mission? What is the goal? What's going to help you get there? Now, granted, you might have to trade a little bit extra, a little bit of extra time for money, but how long, right? If you are you willing to sacrifice a year to, you know, have the rest of your years to be able to maneuver and do the things that you want, you know, are you willing, are you comfortable enough with taking guidance from someone who may not be the same age as you, but has vision that you necessarily don't have? And mm -hmm. it, all of these, that pride is, Pride is a thing that that holds people back so much. Like, hey, are, can you go and maybe instead of buying designer clothes, you go buy them at a place that's a little cheaper? Like, who cares? What are they gonna say? Oh, you wearing you wearing clothes from from TJ Maxx? Yeah, and you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I'm a holler at you, player. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that, that's crazy too. And that, and that's why I was saying earlier that that dominion of the mind is 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 a is a tough a tough thing to, to get through and to break free of. Um, because the, the, the media, the TV, social media will have you thinking that, you know, you, you don't have enough mm -hmm. uh, social media will have you, will have you thinking that, um, things happen overnight because everybody's just going to have a series of their highlight reels. And that's the only thing they're going to show you. Yep. They're not going to show you the 17 hour days. They're not going to show you getting up at 6am grinding. They're not going to show you, um, you know, thinking something's going to work and then it fails. Then you have to recover, regather and then regroup. Um, they're not going to show you any of that. They're going to just post their highlights. So it's difficult for people to realize that this is a journey mm -hmm. this is a, and this is a progress. Uh, and it's not, and, and it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon and you got to be willing to go through the marathon, you know, to reach the finish line at the end. Um, and understand that, you know, it, it, life isn't about, you know, what you have on or what you got going or who did this or who did that. It's really about just living and your intention and your passion and purpose. And if you do those things, uh, success and money will just be a, a byproduct of that. Um, and, and, and that, you know, that's something that we live by. Man, that's, that's awesome. I, um, so before we wrap it up today, you know, I, I want to, if there were, if there was just some, some guidance, you've been dropping gems this whole, this whole episode, just <laughs> drop them. So I, hopefully y'all been taking them, but you know, um, for one last like roundup, if you had something that you want to leave the, the audience with, um, you know, one, what would you, what, what would you leave them in regards to like guidance on how to move towards their passion goals? Like just a little, little synopsis. And then um, also uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you, uh, maybe because also along with business, Keller's also is a huge mentor as well. So, you know, if there's some, some men, people, a uh, woman, anybody that wants to get some guidance on maybe the business world or uh, any of these other things, you know, you probably reach out to him via Instagram or wherever that may be. Um, so tells, please drop those if you, if you would like, and then, um, we'll get to closing the show out. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the, what I will leave everyone with is be of service, mm. be of service. So I, and I say be of service and, and I'm specifically speaking to, um, some people will watch this and, and, and you may not have an entrepreneurial spirit, right? 
you may not, you know, want to take on those type of responsibilities. However, what you do have, do have to have an obligation to do is to always be of service. And if you see a visionary or if you see an opportunity where maybe I don't have it, but that person does have it, you have an obligation to go be of service because people um, that are, that think large and think big need executors and need people on their team and need people to help bring that vision to life. So you never know where your opportunity to come. And it doesn't always have to be you specifically being the guy in charge. You know, mm -hmm. you can be of service to a visionary and then everybody wins and everybody eats and you got to put pride aside and be okay with that uh, because everybody doesn't have it in them to be leading and executing and doing an entrepreneur at the highest level. Um, and so being of service, I think people should focus on, but if you do have that in you and you have the entrepreneurial spirit and you really, you know, are craving that and that's your purpose and passion, you have an obligation to go do it. Not tomorrow, not a couple weeks from now, right now, like soon, as soon as this episode is over, start to <laughs> be intentional about getting into your passion and purpose um, because the world needs you and they, and they need, they need your mind to be creating and, and constantly, um, you, know, re, you know, reinventing and, and doing different things um, because what you do, what, what does occur when you do that is you create opportunities for others, mm. right? Like I said, like right now we have 45 employees. That's 45 people that are, you know, paying for their kids' groceries, getting their medical bills paid, um, you know, making sure that there's food on the table, keeping the lights on. You know, we were able to specifically provide that from a creation that we thought of because we were diligent in our purpose and passion. So I would implore mm -hmm. everybody just to, to continue to, uh, if you have that in you, um, you have an obligation to be diligent on doing it. Uh, and if it's not in you, you have an obligation to just be of service. And so, and, and so I will leave everybody with that. Um, and then in terms of uh, how you can reach me, um, I, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram. Uh, if you just search Tellers Pollard, you'll, you'll, see my, you'll see my information there. Or you can shoot me an email, tellers at tellerstrust.com. Um, and and I, I do do mentorship. I do do coaching. Um, and, you know, I, I love to just be of service. Uh, so if anybody wants to reach out, definitely don't hesitate. Hey, once again, tell I really want to thank you for, for dropping these gems on here today. I think everyone's going to get a lot from this episode. Um, so before we get out of here, you know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't throw my stuff in here. So uh, first <laughs> yeah, off, plug it, plug it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see, uh, I have my book. It's on Amazon called The In The Smoker Mindset. So one of the things we did talk about to a lot today was mindset. So The In The Smoker Mindset goes into the mindset that holds people back from being financially free. And also talks about the mindset that we can adopt in order to start working towards financial freedom. I also have a budgeting course that you can get. Um, you can go on my Instagram and it'll be on my uh, link tree. You can go to my website, www.inthesmoker.com. It's on there. I also have merchandise on my website as well. So if you want a hoodie or a t-shirt, check that out. Um, and I also have, um, <clears throat> uh, what else we got? It's a lot of stuff rolling around here. You know, I, it feels good to say, actually, because at one point, you know, I, I remember sitting back and talking to you and, and Dre and trying to figure out where I wanted to take this. And now I actually do have um, a few things out here to put out. So, the, you know, the book, the, uh, the budgeting course, which has got amazing feedback. So if you're someone that needs to get your personal finances in order, you may not necessarily have the time to sit down with a coach or someone that, you know, dedicate an hour via Zoom or something to do that. That course would be great. Um, I built that course to kind of take people through the teaching portion of what I normally do with a, a client. So if you take that course, you're going to have all the information you need to create a budget, 
figure out what your spending habits are, create goals for yourself and push forward. So um, also you can, you can follow me at, at in the smoker on Instagram. My Facebook is at in the smoker. <clears throat> and then I have a TikTok, which is at in the smoker too. Not booming like that yet, but I'm working on that. I'm getting some help from some people <laughs> to actually know how to use that. Uh, so stay tuned. Hopefully one day my, my, my TikTok will be, you know, as lively as my Instagram is, but I want to thank you all for listening. And uh, hopefully you take some of the things that you learned from here today. And, you know, if you have questions, reach out to me, reach out to tellers and, you know, let's continue to grow this community together and turn us all into some, some killers, if you will. All right. So before we get out of here, I just want to say, let's get in the smoker. <laughs>